Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your friend Jared, back here with the Space Explored podcast for this week. And on this week's news, ULA's Vulcan completes its first test firing. The Crew-6 astronauts provide some much-needed upgrades to the ISS during a six-hour-long spacewalk. And Boeing seems to be in trouble again. All that and more coming up on episode 63. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Jared, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? A little bit different environment today. Uh, in studio Bolt, we'll call <laughs> Studio B. I'm in studio. I'm in studio. No A, no B. Just, I'm in studio. Just, just in the studio. You're like full nice. space explored right now. Full purple. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm trying. We'll see. See if this, so. uh, if this helps the views. Yeah, sure. That's yep. We need more purple. That's what we need. That's what we need. Oh, I don't. Cool, have, man. I, that's my fault. I'm sorry for the for the Slack notification. But we're gonna keep moving on. I'm gonna find. Do not disturb. But uh, welcome everyone back to another week of uh, uh, the Space Explored podcast. I'm Seth Krakowski, as always, and with me is Jared Sanders. Hello, hello, Jared. <laughs> How's it going? So uh, we're gonna get right into our top stories this week. Uh, first one comes actually from ULA. We actually, we actually have some Vulcan news. There's actually some Vulcan news that broke like just today, but I don't have this. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, but Vulcan flight run is firing. So last Thursday, ULA fueled up its Vulcan booster with uh, liquid methane and oxygen and conducted several test countdowns. The test concluded with a six-second static firing of the two Blue Origin BE-4 engines attached to the bottom. This was the final test before ULA begins Preparations for the first launch of Vulcan. The flight will have several payloads, Astrobotics uh, Peregrine Lander, uh, Amazon Kuiper Satellites, the first couple of the Kuiper Satellites, and a memorial mission from Celestis, I think is how you pronounce it. So this is a pretty big moment for ULA. Uh, We've been kind of like waiting for this to happen. They were supposed to roll it out. I think they were supposed to do it like a month ago. Then they had like an anomaly with the second stage, and they found some issues with... um, Something on the rocket when they rolled it out the first time through some tests, and then they rolled it back and fixed those, and they rolled it out again. Um, so, as big congratulations to ULA for uh, completing this test. Um, and uh, I, I was, <laughs> I, I didn't really look into much into this. I just knew they were going to do it. I didn't really look into like, the details of it, so I didn't know yep. it was only going to be six seconds. So, um, <laughs> I'm just like, like, there's no way they're going to do a full duration. Like that's not ULA. It, they did they it for ULA social media. Duration. Six seconds. They, it's the perfect social media. Like it, <laughs> shorts. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Um, so like, yeah, I just fired and then it's shut down. I'm like, oh, cool, awesome. Uh, ro- yeah, the Rofi's all in there, and it's you know super awesome to see those BE fours come alive. I mean, not, not for the first time we've seen test firings videos from from Blue Origin, but uh, at least first time on the uh, on the Vulcan booster, which is super super yeah. cool. Can I say that I'm going to cut in and say that the Vulcan name is probably one of the best mm-hmm. names that we've had for a rocket. Yeah. Um, yeah, by far. Uh, it's it's my favorite named rocket for sure. Yeah, beats it beats anything else. I mean, I did like it when it was BFR instead of Starship, uh, just because it was funny. Because um, <laughs> everyone would be like, "What does BFR mean?" And they're like, "They'll yeah. say their version of BFR." And I'm like, "No, it's actually a big Falcon rocket." Yeah, uh, and then they'll feel dumb. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, Vulcan is definitely one, especially Star Trek. It's all Star Trekky, and like it's also I, I know it's not named after star trek it's named after 
some mythological, whatever the Vulcans were mythologically wise. I don't know. I just know from Star Trek. So, uh, the paint scheme's super awesome. So I think the paint yep. scheme's going to be on the first two missions at least. Yep. He's got the orange. Um, orange. Yeah, and I was uh, well, it was like it's kind of like the uh, it's like flames, not flames. It's like a it's like the red V that's like on the side of the booster. Oh and I'm yeah. I'm like I have right. to go, I have to go see this thing launch. I have to see the first mission because I have to get a photo. It's the only time I'm ever going to get a photo of this rocket with that paint scheme because after that they're just going to go to their base paint scheme. Yep. Until I watched the <laughs> the flight readiness firing video, and I'm like, oh wait, it's going to be covered in ice. <laughs> We're not going to get any photos <laughs> of it with the paint scheme. I mean, maybe when it lifts off, some of it will break away. But like, yeah, if you watch, off. if you watch Falcon, uh, not Falcon, um, if you watch uh, Rocket Lab uh, launches, like, yeah, some of the ice breaks away, but it's still white. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. not, it's still a white rocket uh, for most of it. So, can we start a we'll get, to get to get like a, a black and red rocket? So it's like Vader. I'm not a I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star what? Wars fan. Rocket Lab so, is black and red. Yeah, but I mean, like, can we call it Vader? <laughs> <laughs> sure you know what <laughs> you can call it vader okay we'll just start calling it vader who they no one can stop us so but yeah so the congratulations fans, for the, their... the star trek the trekkies will stop me <laughs> yeah, the trekkies. we can't we can only have vulcan we can't have vader yeah um exactly. but yeah congrats to you like so that's awesome for them next up yeah uh during a six hour long spacewalk crew six astronauts Stephen bowen and woody holberg installed and deployed the fifth IROSA or ISS rollout solar array. After the spacewalk, Bowen became the fifth most experienced spacewalker of all time, of all astronauts. Uh, and uh, the two will complete another spacewalk Thursday uh, to install the final IROSA. These IROSAs will provide a 30% increase in power production over the station's existing 20 year old solar arrays. Did you know that the ISS was getting new, uh, new solar? No. Arrays? No, but it's yeah. interesting because it's on its way out. So, um. yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like they kind of planned this like years ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, I mean, it's not like it, it still has ten years or so. No, it still has like seven, eight years. What year is it? Twenty twenty three. Still got yeah. seven years. Yeah, and well, they had uh, to. there's I mean, more they have to do it. They, there's no way to not do it <laughs> this far. Yeah, in, and so. those those solar panels have been there for like twenty years, so they're they're great. Right, I guess right. it's technology was built probably in like the eighties. At best, like eighty, you know, 80s technology, and then um, set in the space for 20 yep. years. Uh, so they're not like the greatest solar panels anymore. I mean, they're right. still massive. That's like the whole yeah, reason why just, you can not see. Yeah, and not efficient, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, the whole reason why you can even see the ISS in the first place from space is because of the, you know, the solar panels. Uh, right. It's kind of ingenious how they're doing these. Uh, instead of like replacing the solar panels... They're just kind of putting new these new ones on top, and it's really we should like we need to get a photo of this because it's it's comically hy- hysterical that these six um, solar panels uh, are like just tiny compared to the original ones, and yep. will are producing more power. <laughs> like they're not even they're they may be like fifty percent the size at best of the yeah. of the original ones, um, and they just attach them under the truss and they roll out like they just it's kind of cool kind of like bundled it's up kind of cool. They roll them out. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think my favorite part about this was that Bowen, you know, kind of moved up to fifth place for um, yep. spacewalk time. Uh, not really often you see someone moving that up, you know. I mean, a lot of the astronauts 
like they don't, um, there's less spacewalks, I think, than like when it was in the shuttle time. Um, I think like every shuttle mission had a couple spacewalks. And of course you had ISS construction that was like a massive amount of spacewalks to conduct those. Um, So like we're only getting like maybe like US wise, like two or three spacewalks a year, maybe one or two or three spacewalks a year. But like, I think this is like our second one this year or something like that. So like only a handful of spacewalks a year. And then, uh, astronauts are kind of retiring sooner than like yep. before. Um, I think uh, astronauts in the past, like kind of retired and then like they retired, retired. I thought it was kind of like their end of their career. Uh, cause like that was the peak and now there's other ventures that can go on. Right. Right. Uh, after being an astronaut. So actually the person who they, who Bowen actually beat out, uh, was Peggy Whitson, who we just saw fly on Axiom two, who is one of like, uh, she's flown on like, how, like just as many as Boeing. Like, they're, 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 like they're some of the most experienced astronauts, I think, like out there. And I think Peggy is going to be flying a lot more with uh, Axiom, so she's going to get a lot more time in space. But uh, with another six hours, or, or I doubt, I doubt the spacewalk tomorrow will be like six hours. It'll probably be like five hours, you know, maybe less because they did a lot of their work. They were like an hour ahead of schedule, so they did yep. work. For this space, for the spacewalk today, or sorry, tomorrow, today, if you're listening to it on Thursday, but tomorrow, since we're recording it on Wednesday, uh, but like on last week's spacewalk. So um, uh, we'll see like how far up he moves again. Uh, Supercluster has a really awesome like database of all the astronauts. So you can like kind of like watch them update, like and, nice. and move up <laughs> as it happens. It's kind of so, like, um, like going on like NBA.com or you can, it's like the player rankings, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just see the rank. We need that. We need yeah. power rankings for astronauts. That's what we need. We could do it. We could do it's, next year's March Madness. We could do um, brackets. <laughs> oh my god, who's the best? Who's yeah. the best? Who's the best uh, 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 astronaut? I think Peggy actually helped build build the ISS. I think that's why she has so many. Um, uh, same thing with with uh, with Stephen. I think like they both helped build the uh, the ISS, so that's why they have so many EVA hours. That's cool. Um, I think this is Stephen. That's uh, Woody. I think that was its first spacewalk, so that's like his. Because I think this is his first space flight. So, um, congrats to him for being able to get that out ready. Yep. So, let me ask you a few questions but, before we move on to this. From this, okay. Uh, so, one, do you think they're competitive? You know, like is it is it like MJ versus LeBron, where they're competitive <laughs> with their stats? <laughs> against uh, each other? I'm sure on the inside, you'll never like, get yeah, them right. to out. You'll never get one to admit it publicly. Sure. Uh, unless they say, like, unless they write in a book, like, uh, right. you know, after they retire. But, uh, like, if if it's any, I, I don't know how, how the, uh, I'm sure the atmosphere has changed drastically from, like, the Apollo era. But, like, they were right, very right. competitive. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, very competitive. Yeah. yeah you know, like, there's alpha. parts of, there were parts of Cape Canaveral Space Force Station that are built for the astronauts. Because they wanted to go faster on their Corvettes because they yep. wanted to race with each other. So, like, uh, there there are banked roads like on on Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. So uh, we need to very, doc- very we need to go out there and, and do a little like documentary on them. That, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it's really close to security gates. I don't know if they'll let yeah. us film that direction, but like, <laughs> yeah, like it is super cool. It's like one of my favorite parts of ever driving on base. There is like the first turn is like super banked. It's yeah. like. I want to go fast. I want to go fast. I haven't done it in my new car, which like my car is a civic. It's not, it's not a sports car, but like, it feels like a sports car. So I'm like, I want to go right. fast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm turning into a civic head, uh, with my new car, but 
yeah. and then I think wait, I got. Still. I, I was going to say I got one more question before we get off this topic. Do you think at some point we'll stop calling it spacewalks once it becomes like the norm, or are we just always going to be like, hey, yeah, I'm going out for a spacewalk? <laughs> Probably not. I I mean they're already pretty normal. Like they're already at the point where like we don't. I mean I don't even cover ninety percent of them because it's just yeah. They just go out. Yeah. No, go, no, it's no, hard no, to no, understand what about, they're doing. I mean I'm just saying like because you know obviously, um, you know we'll compare this like we'll say six hours. We'll say that's like a marathon, right? When you're like yeah I'm gonna yeah. go out for a jog. It's not usually like I'm gonna go out for a marathon, right? I'm gonna it's just I'm gonna go out for a jog. Um, unless yeah. you're in the race, right? And now this is sort of I, like, yeah, it's it's surpassed like a certain amount of time length. So then it, re- it requires like, yeah, let's actually call that a spacewalk. But if you're out there for like, you know, half an hour, hour, is that really mm-hmm. called, we're really going to, you know, call those spacewalks? Um, I think, I don't know, it would be, it'd be interesting because like they take, it takes a lot of manpower still at the moment yeah. to like pull one off. Uh, like there's a lot of people on the ground that help the astronauts right. like conduct it. And there's a lot of like, assets that are done like uh, that, like of help from the astronauts that are inside the space station yep. that help them like complete them it's like until like i mean i guess until at that point i guess i'm thinking of like have you read the book artemis by andy weir i have not okay so in that so artemis if you don't i don't know if we've done a, i don't think we did a book review on it because it came out like before space explored even like came online but um Artemis, if you if you don't know Andy Weir is Andy Weir is the writer of the the writer of The Martian, um, who which became you know a great movie and with with Matt Damon and it was great. Uh, he his follow up book was Artemis. It's not a follow up of the storyline, but like his, his next book is uh, called Artemis. And it's uh, about the moon and there's a b- whole bunch of like it's like years and years and years in the future. And their spacewalks are like pretty much routine. Like there's no mission control. There's no like people who are like coordinating them or anything like that. There's just you can just put on a space put suit, the suit on and get outside and just. Just walk around. Yeah, you don't need, yep. like, all the support systems that we do not have today. Um, that would be, like, the only way I could think. Be like, oh, we're not, we're not spacewalking. Yeah, there's training to do it, like, to do something special. But, like, it's kind of like driving a car. Like, you just got to right. get training, get a license, then to go do it. Uh, which probably won't ever happen in, like, low-Earth orbit just because... I don't see anyone ever doing recreational spacewalks in North Orbit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, man. Who, why would Dude. you want to just... Like, you, you just sit there. Just be like, That's so, the next level so of cool. pickleball, man. The next version of pickleball or <laughs> cornhole is going to be in space. Okay, first of all, on this podcast we call it bags, not cornhole. <laughs> uh, I am going to I'm going to insist that as being a, as a Wisconsinite that is called bags. Um <laughs> ESPN but, uh, says different man. <laughs> no, we don't we don't care about ESPN. Um and uh uh <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> pickleball in space. Just like pull, yeah. Pull. We'll just leave I play volleyball. There. I don't do pickleball, but uh, but uh, no, that I mean, and, and you know, if we ever get to like a commercial like moon, I guess that makes sense. Like, yeah, eventually, like for we sure, just call them spacewalks. We just call them excursions or something like that. Yep. So, yep. Actually, in in, uh, in Artemis, they have like the the non EVA certified people, like so the people who like don't get the license and, and go through the whole like guild process. That it's a whole it's a whole thing. There's a guild. It's a whole thing in that book. Um, they just have like <laughs> they're like in those big those big blow up balls. You know, like, uh, you, know okay. you can get those, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can buy those for, like, for, like, parties and play, like, soccer yeah. with them or something like that. Like, it's just that. Let's just, just, go, just run around in that. <laughs> so, nice. We'll just have those. One, I'm just waiting for those to come out. But, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> no, man. I just had the, just, you know, spur of the moment questions. Just thought I'd, uh, thought I'd ask why I had the I'll chance. I'll go on rants. Well, feel free. So. All right. What's up next? next? Up. 
Uh, in a poor double header of bad PR for Boeing, the company was sued over potential theft of trade secrets. The small Colorado company, Wilson Aerospace, claims that Boeing tricked the company into handing over confidential information of their special of the specialty tools it produced with the false hope of lucrative contracts. Instead, Wilson accus- accuses Boeing of stealing those tool designs and producing their own, and then attempting to wipe any involvement of Wilson in the process. Oh boy. So, we're going to talk about this uh, as our main topic as well, because uh, it's kind of a big deal for Boeing, two weeks in a row for them to get the main topic for Space Explore yep. Podcast, but uh, yeah, so we'll be right back after this break. Cool. All right, so this whole Boeing thing uh, is, uh, we're going to talk shortly on it because it's another lawsuit. I just like hate talking about lawsuits. It's like the second one this month, I feel like, that we've talked about. Um, and I really don't want to like also just <laughs> be the person who talk, who like talks about lawsuits and like... Or negative topics because, in general. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's just been a lot. So we're going to quickly go over kind of like what, what is kind of going all over with, uh, with Boeing lawsuits. So Wilson Aerospace, pretty much what happened was... was um, these are all accusations, of course. So all we have is the the uh, the suit that was filed by Wilson with the court. Um, I don't know which. I think it was in Seattle. I don't know. I don't know where it was. Um, and like, it's just it's their claims. Uh, Boeing has the will have the ability when court comes to have their claims of how things went down, and then they'll have to you know Wilson will then have to come and prove these claims in court. Yeah, normal court um, stuff. Normal more court process, like. I mean, I remember I did jury duty, like, I don't know, like, two months ago. So, like, I learned <laughs> so much. Um, I got selected for jury as, as well. Like, yeah, the whole thing. whole thing. Um, it was fun. But, uh, sadly, uh, no no court verdict. It, it got handled outside of court. So, darn. Um, <laughs> like, if you get selected, you might as well, like, go through the process. But, no. It yeah. happen for me. Um, so, these the claims that, that Wilson Aerospace, Aerospace has is that uh, back in around like I think it was like 2014 to 2016, I think are the are the, are the dates. Um, Boeing needed help um, fastening like fittings on um, uh, around the RS25 engines on on the space launch system. And Wilson, being kind of like a specialty tool manufacturer, has this tool called the. Uh, oh, I should probably open up the article and get the proper name of this tool because it is it's banger, my dude. Not gonna open it up. It's banger. You won't. You won't guess what the. You won't. I bet you won't guess what it does. But once I tell you the name, you ready for it? Go for it. It's called the fluid fitting torque device. So what does it do? <laughs> it, it it torques down fittings <laughs> for fluid stuff. Wait, is this <laughs> when the? Okay, so when when the red team got deployed, is this was was this in their toolkit? I have no idea. So I I don't because they, like, they don't, had to. Didn't they have, they had, they had to do something. They had tightened down some sort of torque nuts. Yeah, torque nuts. That's what it was. Yeah. (laughs) I will never get Michael Sheets' tweet out of my head. That moment (laughs) that, that, that tweet went out by NASA. So I wonder, I wonder if Torque down some nuts. (laughs) You know, torque the what? Um, But uh, I don't know. This was was used. So there's, there's a lot of claims with leaks going on with SLS. And I I don't know, like it, I didn't read through the entire document because it's like 80 pages um, of just, Honest, I mean, if you ever read court documents, they're just the most riveting 
like storytelling. It's like, man, lawyers know how to tell a story. Like, <laughs> lawyers should write books for a living. Right. I'm joking. They're not at all. <laughs> uh, so like, I've, I couldn't read a, more than a page before I'm like, my eyes starting to get yeah. uh from this kind of stuff. So, I didn't read the whole document um, of like everything, but like some of the, mo- the main accusations is that um, back in the 2014 2016 time, Boeing couldn't like firmly attach the RS 25 engines to the core stage of SLS. Um, and so they had to use these, this FFTD, I'm just going to call it, because uh, it's just easier uh, to like tighten down these, these torque things. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not an engineer. I don't know what you would use. I don't know what you're torquing with these fluid fittings. Um, so without this device, they wouldn't be able to properly do it. So they signed some uh, non-disclosure agreements of, it's like, of like proprietary information. Just, I don't know what it is. FPIS or whatever they're called. Um, pretty much like, we will share this proprietary information with you. You're not allowed to discuss it or use it in any way. Like, but we'll like, we'll give you the proprietary inf- information. Um, and then uh, Wilson accuses of Boeing of, Using taking that proprietary information and making their own versions of the of the uh, torque device, and uh, apparently it was inferior to theirs because of course it was, and uh, like it produced leaks and had issues, and there's they claim lives were at risk and a lot of things that uh, are very flashy in headlines. Uh, yep, <laughs> for, they would probably really wanted us to use, but we did not. Classic. Um, yeah, classic. And now, you know, they filed a suit and they want damages because Boeing has gotten all these, all this money off of the SLS contract. And apparently it was also used in the ISS as well. And they kind of want, I guess they want some damages from that. Also, they've like bad mouth, bad mouth them in the industry. Apparently they claim, and uh, there's a whole bunch of like kind of claims that Wilson has. Uh, but long story short, uh, Boeing, <laughs> uh, just, they claim, I'll, I'll give you the, um, the Boeing quote, Boeing said that the, uh, the, the Wilson arguments are rife with inaccuracies, inaccuracies and omissions. That is what Boeing says and that they're going to fight this. Um, but outside of quotes and accusations or whatever, Boeing, my dude, another week. Yeah, that <laughs> you good? sucks, man. Are you good? That sucks. So, I would I'm hate sure, And I'm sure they'd rather, they'd much rather just settle this out, right, and not even have to go to court and litigation i'm sure well i guess it depends on like what the settlement is yeah i'm sure they i'm sure Boeing can afford to pay him a couple million dollars and yeah just shut him up get out of here yeah i'm sure wilson though really wants to fight this because it it, it kind of goes a lot of well, the, accus- put them on the in, in the document they kind of like they keep accusing boeing of this is like a common practice for boeing boeing has had mm. this happened in the past with boeing they've had other lawsuits and so like they don't want to settle a court they want to fight this um yeah. It says like somewhere in the document that like jury trial like we like demanded or something like that. I don't know if that's common to have that wording on there. Um, I don't think I saw it in a in, a, in the other in a little lawsuit filing I read, but um, I could be wrong on that. So it looks like Wilson really wants to like have this go to trial, um, hmm. which is bummer. Bold. It's bold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I, I which I don't, we'll never. I don't think we'll probably never really fully understand the process. I mean, there'll be the lawsuit, and we'll probably cover as much as best we can. But uh, this will probably take like over a year at best. Yeah, for sure. You think it is going to have any delays on um, any SLS development? Probably forward? not. No, probably not. I mean, uh, like the worst thing that would happen was that like Boeing would have to buy, like, like would have to pay for like torque devices from right or make their own version of if it like if they even 
yeah, if the acquisitions are, are true, like if, but like, it, it sounds like, uh, doesn't sound like there's really any, any damaging thing for like NASA side of things. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of mostly Boeing. Like <laughs> have to go through a whole other process, but I don't know. Boeing does have, does have a lot of lawyers, so uh, I think they'll. I think they'll be fine. I think. Yeah, I'm sure, sure they're going to be okay. Well. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I don't know anything else. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, it's just bad PR for Boeing. Um, Starliner looks like it's probably you know still going to be Q4 of this year at best. Yep. Um, but there's really no no timeline going on. There are some concerns of uh, SLS. SLS. NASA having concerns with um, delays of Artemis uh, three because of Starship, um, uh, just you know the amount of flight, flights that they have to do. Jim Free talked about this at a conference, I think like Monday or something like that. Uh, so like, I, I'm I'm kind of with them. Like I I think SpaceX is not in a amazing spot for like Starship development. Um, like they right. have like that. That the FA like the FA and SpaceX are looking into first flight still like we've heard there's been no updates on that yeah we got a long um, road the lawsuit there's the environmental lawsuit that has to be dealt with yeah which uh, I haven't heard any there's been no updates I haven't heard any updates on that um but that's probably gonna take a while as well uh, and then like uh, I think Elon mentioned I think he tweeted like this morning or something like that like six to eight weeks on the next launch um mm. for Starship. Which still like probably like ten to twelve, right? <laughs> <laughs> At best, uh, I don't know. I it, it would be incredible to see them launch again this year. I think that's pretty much it. I think that would be insane on, like, if they could get another one up this year. Yeah, that, to me that would be insane if they got another one up this year. Yeah, yeah. I think they would get. I think they will. I just think, I think that's it would be like a insane amount of like progress that have to be made for that to happen. Yeah, I think they won't sure. do it because it's, it's SpaceX. Like they can do amazing things at short times. That's I true. think that's pretty much it. Unless it goes, if it goes perfectly well, maybe a third, but like, I doubt it will go perfectly well. Um, and then, I mean, once at the, after the end of this year, you're, you have two years to get a vehicle ready that can launch um, to the moon, be refueled in orbit, uh, do a mm-hmm. demonstration landing on the moon, um, and then do that again. <laughs> so uh, it, it's for a rocket that just launched in April of this year. Uh, that's like very, very bold of SpaceX to be able to compete. There was a lot of people down there in Starbase trying to make it happen. There was a lot of money flowing down the Starbase to try and make it happen. Uh, so it's more of an engineering possibility. Like, yep. is there li- like there's only so much engineering can do to make it like it just it just takes time <laughs> some things are just gonna take time yeah uh to figure yeah. it out and uh whether or not that's kind of pretty much all up to uh spacex's will to uh do the uh do the crazy which uh they have a pretty big they have a pretty good will of doing crazy things so <laughs> uh it's it's kind of like uh it's kind of up there in the air but yeah anyways uh, that's, i guess that's the, that's our bit on uh on uh starship this week <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about starship in a while well, yeah our starship you, it's bit. like you you felt like Guilty for neglecting it for so many weeks. Right? I felt guilty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, SpaceX. We haven't praised you enough uh, in the podcast. But uh, also, <laughs> Starship, rough, rough deal. Anything Elon says timeline-wise about Starship, I would just like not even yeah. listen to it. Pretty much, uh, that's going to be. I would pretty much just watch watch the uh, the 24 hour live, live streams, watch the updates coming from Lapadra and, and the stuff, and judge for yourself on when it's going to happen. That's pretty much the. <laughs> 
the best bet. But yeah, that's it for this week on, on, on episodes. Boeing sucks for you. SpaceX, good luck. And uh, congrats, ULA. Yeah. Under so, 30, man. Look at that. Under 30. Good job. Under 30 minutes. Let's go. Well, we still got to do the outro. Uh, yeah. but, uh, thank everyone so much for listening this week. Uh, I'm Seth Krakowski. You can find me. I'm actually taking a break from social media. So a lot of my accounts, I think I privated a lot of my accounts. So, uh, I'm going to say, find me on the discord. It's pretty much the only place and space explore.com. where I'll be. Um, but, uh, Jared, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me. I did not take a break. Uh, but I only hang out in one spot. So you can find me on Instagram at hyperlight H Y P R L Y T E. Um, my name shows up on Twitter, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel. About you haven't Twitter tweeted since like uh, Sun Fun. So. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I checked today. And, uh, oh, you did, there you go. Because <laughs> I was looking for. Well, I just, for I just heard that. Like, they, I'll just check his Twitter. I'm like, oh, it's all from Sunfun. one of their offices. So I don't know how I feel about that oh. these days. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I. It's funny. I said I t- I'm taking a break from social media, but like. I still do Twitter stuff for Space Explored, and I still yeah, like. So you have to look at it. Instagram, like I'm still on social media. It's just like I'm trying to do it for personal use. <laughs> at yeah. The moment. Uh, yeah. Just for fun, just see if I can do it. And I'm failing horribly. I, I'm still logged in on Instagram and TikTok on my devices, but like, so I still catch myself. I know I keep that. sending you stuff, and I, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still use. Well, I use Instagram to still talk to like a handful of people. So like, I there can't. Okay. I deleted. I actually unlogged off, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't do that. It's like you really get hold of me. Uh, so, uh, but I did, and I did delete TikTok, and I'm like, oh, well, if I post up on t- on the Space Sports TikTok, like I gotta I log back in, and I, I it just has Space Sports stuff logged in on my device. I'm like, maybe I'll log back into my personal. Stuff. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to read more books. I'm reading. I'm actually reading the third Andrew book. Nice. Of, uh, so, uh, Project Hail Mary, it's aliens. Uh, that's probably too much of a spoiler already, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's so good. So, all right. Make sure you go to the Discord, 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 in the description. Follow us on social media, and I'll see you guys all next week. Peace.